Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow Grimes. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. And I'm Clark. We are joined by Clark Sopper of Roundcat Racing. And uh, this must feel very weird to be in this building. You've never been here before. Is that true? <laughs> that is not true. I spent several years across the hall from this, yeah. this, uh, this so, studio. So, Clark, you live, you work in the neighborhood still, but you had a an office or studio here in the old Wrigley building as well, right? Yeah. This is the first office I had when I moved to Santa Cruz and was a large part of my introduction to Santa Cruz. Nice. That's pretty good because you get all sorts. It's a great place to you, meet the community. and Some artists, you know, some... CrossFit, some, some uh, bicycle, some bicycle. Wait, were you, you were the office, uh, right on the corner with the two windows across from the couches. Yeah. That's a really nice office. It was a great office to have. Yeah. We started off in a subletting from a one wheel in one of like the back, like there's one of their storage rooms, one wheel. And we were there until, um, until that place in the corner opened up and we jumped on it. Yeah. Yeah, that corner spot's sick though. Like right now, they have it all set up and look like living um, room in there. Yeah, living room, full and living room space and everything. So, cool. so good. Uh, so the listeners may know Clark from Instagram uh, and all the cool uh, K trucks, Acties. What else? What are the other models? I'm I, I'm not as well versed. There was a, a Suzuki Carry That's on right. there recently, mm-hmm. um, and then generally anything weird and K and small. So Mazda something? Yeah, Mazda Porter. Forgot about yeah. that one. Of course, the Porter Lane. Don't forget about the Porter. Yeah, yeah. I always forget that one. Um, I always forget about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so trucks, um, getting into some camping kind of uh, off the beaten path stuff with those trucks. And motocompos. Yeah, the motocompo is actually oh, what right. started the entire, the, the that entire was your thing. gateway drug? It was the gateway drug, yeah. Yeah, and how many uh, motocompos do you own? Um, when you have to think about it, folks, that is a big number. I have six or seven. Six or seven. I like that. I like that because it's hard think, to tell where they six. go. You know, they can be under the coffee table or something well, like there's that. There's one in the living room. <laughs> right. I have a new old stock yellow one. That's Ooh, pretty cool. In the living room. New old stock? Yep. Never, never been fueled, never been. Wow. Uh, when did they stop making them? They only, I think they only did it for two years. I think it was 81 and 82. Oh, they're that old. Maybe 81, 82, 83. Oh, wow. You yeah. have one that has never been touched. I have three that have never been touched. Oh, man. Okay. So this is a... This guy's a, a real connoisseur. This is a sneak preview for the Sunday edition. <laughs> um, we, um, uh, the elephant in the room is that Art and Brian both aren't here. Yes. And Brian is expecting a baby soon, so he's not here. And then Art just texts us, and the northbound lane into town is closed. Totally destroyed Ultima. Both passenger doors missing. <laughs> so, yeah. So I don't know when he'll be here. He may not make it. Where is this happening? Highway 17. Is that what you're saying? Northbound 17 or uh, Highway 1? Dude, I, I have no idea. Then he sent me a picture of northbound. like a, a is, bus. Is he coming south? From- he sent me a picture like in town somewhere of a bus and share and like it's a nothing picture. I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking at. Uh, that's where we were just looking at. Oh, it is. So he's, so he's here. here. 
He must be here. Hmm. Anyhow, um, okay, so Sunday edition, we'll get into more of Round Cat Racing, Clark's background, and whatever else uh, ridiculous stuff we get into. But for now, it's question time. Are you, uh, do you have your question answering hat on, Clark? Oh, yeah. Jeez. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this at all. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, and we'll also recap uh, Morning Motors, which Clark was at, so he can yeah. speak to it. All right. Big Fat Flip says, when does Rally Grime go from badge of honor to full-on dirtbag status? Hashtag dirty as ice. Uh, when your car's like mine, you haven't washed it in like a year. Yours, that's just permanent, though. Yeah, it's just gross. It's gross. Yeah, it's ugly. Yeah, I think you'd probably, in like a week in after the rally, you probably need to clean some things up. Yeah, for sure. I think it might be sort of more of an aesthetic thing. So like when it has like an artful splatter on the side, right. you can Ooh. leave it for a while. That's true. But if it's like an even layer and it just, just becomes a coating, then maybe yeah. it's time. Tom's underscore Alex says, hi, Clark. Hey, Tom. What do you guys think about the design of the facelifted NSX versus the original? Do they differ much in the way they drive? See, Tom's a troll because he knows Clark has a facelift one, right? I have the facelift one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Tom goes on to say, to clarify, I'm not talking about the new one. I mean, the one like Art had versus the one like Clark has. So, yes, he does know you have it. Do you know Tom? I do know Tom. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm yeah. so sorry. We, uh, we met because he had a charming van that was similar to my tiny truck a little bit bigger oh. but uh, similar form yeah we kind of hit it off because we had flat fronted vehicles nice uh yeah tom has a ton of stories very uh colorful automotive background and uh as far as facelifted nsx what's your what's your take have you driven a, a pop-up headlight one i've never driven the pop-up headlight one okay so i mean i can talk about how it looks but i can't really speak to the driving yeah um, and i've never driven a uh, open headlight. I haven't either. I've never driven a six-speed one. The six-speed is an it's an interesting ratio that they they put into it. It's really really long-legged. Yeah, so, like second gear at eighty miles an hour or something. Yeah, the uh, the six gear is really for the highway and it's kind of useless anytime unless you're like up over seventy maybe. Yeah. Um, and first Ooh. is kind of a little tall as well. Everything is shifted maybe a gear higher than I would like. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Hey. Well, we are joined by an art C's. I so so the five speeds are really tall too. Okay, and a lot of times you'll go into a tight turn, you'll shift into first. Interesting. Yeah, so I think the six speed is even better. But to hear that even that is long, like you should drive a five speed one. Is your mic on? Oh yeah, I need to turn Art's mic on. Um, are you guys are, talking, we about are talking about NSX? NSX. Uh, Facelift versus a pop-up headlight. Uh, any driving differences? And six-speed versus five-speed because they had six-speeds on the pop-up ones as well. I've never but... driven an open headlight version. Me either. Uh, they are uglier, right, Clark? They are definitely better looking. <laughs> Way better looking. Uh, so, yeah, I just heard you say a couple things as I was walking in. So it sounds like Clark, I'm guessing Clark was saying that even the six-speed is kind of tall. Yeah. It's all geared. So in Japan, the whole five-speed gear set is shorter. And you can also get a shorter final drive. So, um, yeah, I, I, I haven't driven an open headlight car. Um, I know they have electrically, electronically assisted power steering, uh, right? I uh, believe that started on halfway through the pop-up. So halfway through the pop-up versus uh, the early cars, which have no power no steering, power steering yeah. at all. Uh, and they're pretty. They're renowned for having killer road feel, but they are a little 
heavy, uh, especially at lower speeds. Um, I don't know if there are any major chassis changes or anything like that. There's a bazillion tiny little changes that I can never remember any of what actually are. Um, and it has like what 15 more horsepower or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. It has perforated it seats a, rather than uh, smooth seats. It's they go three, from a three yeah. liter, a three two. Is that yeah. what happened? Yeah. Three two. And then aren't all open headlight cars, uh, target tops or could you get a hard top in the open I, headlight? I don't know. I think I they think were all right. targets. Here's yeah. a target. Mine's a target for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the, uh, the type R was the only fixed roof, mm. fixed, you know, fixed headlight version they did. It's a good one. It is a good, a good one to have. It's got the right seats. It's got everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you already answered aesthetically. You like the later one better. I'm I'm mixed on it because I like I like the headlights on it, uh-huh. but I I like the sculpting of the the surfacing of the bumper a little bit better on the pop up because it's a it's little sharper, thinner, a little sharper. Yeah. Not as many lines. Yeah. Either. So yeah. maybe a, I also the thing that was a, one of the bigger aesthetic selling points for me was the um the actual hood line around the headlights mm-hmm. it has a slight curve because the headlight isn't a box that pops up it, uh-huh. it actually has a little bit of of, of form mm. and so I, I prefer the hood headlight bumper interaction on the fixed headlight okay i like it i'm a fix i'm a pop-up guy but um because exactly. i do like the sharpness of the front end like you were saying yeah i i i, I tend to i like how tight it is how how tidy i really tidy. like also the type of pop-up headlight it is it's a very shallow pop-up headlight yeah. and the headlights themselves are super cool they have like they are just like a, well, a sealed kind of halogen design with a, with a little projector on one side and, and at the super time cool. that was like a super cool thing you know yeah. um I, I really think they've aged well uh robbie 30 says do you guys think the more boxy sharp edge design language from the eighties could make a comeback or has the size of new vehicles and all the necessary safety features made it more difficult to achieve the proper look Clark, what do you think? I think it becomes a little difficult to not look heavy with the required like safety impact distances and heights. And, um, isn't there also a fear of making it too sharp in order to have the pedestrian safety still, Compliant. I mean, you you wouldn't want like um, a creased like a six series uh, BMW, like a early six series with that kind of shark nose. But that's only the front end that you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. You have to have. Yeah, it's. I think uh, you have to have like a sloped hood. Well, it's the height height of the hood. That's why if you look at a new any new BMW or Audi, they look really weird because the nose has to do this dramatic drop. Yeah, and it's such a. It, it, but the, it's really high, like halfway down the hood. And then it has to do this, you know, they, to try and make it look sporty, it has to drop like a, a whatever, eight inches by the time it hits the nose. Um, and, and I, I believe in, in Europe, there's one set of regulations for pedestrian impact and, and the United States has a, has sort of the opposite set. Like one, one set requires a little bit more. Uh, like absorption of uh-huh. the impact and one requires less. And so it's kind of at odds to get a design that yeah. does both. It's so sad that that's, that dictates all, you know, yeah. mainstream cars. Styling. I think you'll get, you'll get little bits of it, like overall kind of styling cues, like the, the new Honda little hatchback thing. Like it's basically a little box, you know, it's super boxy with a round headlight design. That's mm-hmm. a modern kind of take on it. Yeah. So I think there's a way to do it. Um, I guess it just depends. The new on. Land Rover kind of has a yeah, little you bit have of that. that, especially the rear and everything. So it's almost, but it's like iconic designs that they're taking on, right? I think trucks it, have already gone back to. I was going to say, do the trucks, squareness trucks have to meet the same criteria? No, well, they're like a totally Wrangler different. Is, 
No, I don't think they do. Yeah. Uh, well, they already meet the height regulation, right? Because they're so tall. Maybe that's um, part of it. So I don't know how that how that all works. But if you look at like what the F one fifty has done, for example, over the years, you know, eighty super square. 90s it got like bubbly and round you know and then now it's back to almost like heavy like really deep creases um you know hard very, lines very and almost almost down almost back to like the 80s styling in a way how do uh supercars get away with it like a lamborghini huracan or uh whatever i mean it's the sharpest lowest uh a lot of design it's because the engine is not in the front so there's uh, not the hood to engine clearance requirements i see I see. That makes sense. They can get away with it. Hmm. I was told one of the reasons that the um, the BRZ FRS 86 has such a low hood is because the engine itself is a low oh. uh, stack because it's a Boxster engine. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons they chose that engine was so they could keep a really get low hood line. Oh, that's kind of interesting. I don't know if it's true, but it makes a good yeah. story. Yeah. yeah. I never thought about that. When is Porsche going to make a, uh, a rival to the uh, FRS? What? I want a mid. I want a front They're mid not. engine Porsche. They're not. Come on, sorry, Lane. sorry. Nine forty-five. Sorry, guy. <laughs> Nine forty-five. They're not going to do it. KR One Switch says, "Ever had to pull over on the side of the highway to take an emergency shit? Poor flowers." I'm thinking. Wouldn't that help the flowers? Oh, uh, yeah, you're compost. right. I feel like I have, but it's not... Um, it wasn't a particularly memorable. It escapes me now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think I have. Okay. <laughs> Taking plenty of leaks, but no shits. Yeah. yeah. A lot of close calls on the leaks, too, where you're just like, you open the door, you're like, fuck it, I don't yep. care if yeah, everybody looks at me right exactly. now. <laughs> Justin Sinclair says, if you could buy any car from your birth year only, what would it be and why? Were they still making a BMW M1 in 1980? Yeah. That's it. I'm going to buy one of those. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, Clark. Uh, mm. What's your birth year? 86 is my oh. birth year. I'm not sure. I really would. That's a really good year, by the way, to, for this question. That would be a very difficult question to answer. Yeah, I'm 84. harder. There's not as much cool shit. There's cool shit, but not as much. Lane, 1962. What's 62 is pretty, pretty easy, actually. No. <laughs> 1979, pretty difficult, actually. Was the Testarossa still in production in 86? It just started, it started yep. in 85, right? It started in 85? Yeah. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure if it was a few years earlier. That might be it for me then. Okay. Maybe in Hawaii, Don Johnson. There you uh, go. Yeah. Sound like you said Hawaii, like Hawaii white, which is a great color choice. So 288 GTO, uh, I'm 84. Yeah. 84, right? Yeah. You're right in there. That's what I'm doing. Nice choice. Like yeah. It. I mean, otherwise, yeah, the Porsche stuff, 930, man. Killer choice. Yeah. yeah. 288 GTO. Uh, 959? No, that's what, 87? 87. Or 86 or 87? For a road car? 87, right? Yeah, it's 86, 87. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, yeah, I don't think it's 86. Lane's um, going with the front wheel drive. Yeah, we're going like, oh, El dude. Dorado. Uh, uh, okay. 911 SC is so boring. Oh, and why? I mean, it's like, like yeah. Lotus, design, the spree is mean, cool. Everything. everything. But I wouldn't want it. Twin Turbo V8. I can go with that. I, I don't know. I'll go. I'll cheat and just say a 911 SC. 
Jeez. No uh, 928? Mm, 79 is not the best year. I know, but you're, you kind of like those early ones. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. Yeah. Um, Mr. Propane says, I know I'm late on this, but I had fun at Radwood, Detroit. It might be one of the best shows I've been to in years, and I hope to make another one. Wish I had the chance to meet one of you guys, but I did get to chat with Doug Tabbitt and check out his Ford Expedition SEMA boat. Um, so is he talking about yeah, that the, bo- the boat? <laughs> Why do you say SEMA? I guess it was a, it was probably a concept car for oh SEMA for SEMA or something back in or whatever no, year that was like ninety eight ninety eight or something. It was definitely concept quality. I mean, like yeah. you could see like yeah. Bondo cracking and shit. So this is an expedition that had the back and made into a truck, but it was all nautical themed. So there was uh, it basically looked like a boat in a lot of ways, and it had um, the buoy fenders on the hanging off the side That's of it. Amazing. And, um, it was interesting and it definitely was runner up to the winner of best truck. Amazing. Um, it was between that, the Aerostar, which was pink and fully custom, uh, period custom, and then a perfect Ford Bronco two. But ultimately that, uh, expedition was just a little rough around the edges. If he did a little bit of, uh, cosmetics to it for next show, it could win. What did it say on the door? It, what did it, it say on the front seascape. fender? Seascape. Seascape. Yeah. seascape. Yeah. yeah. It was like uh, if you bought their, you know, cabin cruiser boat, that was the tow vehicle that would have. Yeah. And then they had buoys hanging off one side and stuff. Um, I think it was pretty rad. I don't know who Doug Tabbitt is, but that's cool. Yeah. Mr. Probane, you should have said what's up. I, uh, we're running around, but always in the afternoon is always best. Um, Rensberger goes on to say, what's the recap on Detroit Radwood? How is the city and the cars? Good to meet all of you guys. Good to meet you too. Uh, yeah. Awesome to meet you. Yeah. He had a 944, which was really nice. Um, awesome to meet you too. I was super busy both times he came up to me and I apologize. I was just like, so I'll get right back to you and ended up getting caught up in other shit, but thanks for coming and saying what's up. So what's the recap? I know we, we didn't really talk much about it. I think we just kind of went right into rally, rally mode. Yeah. I mean, it was the following weekend. So yeah. It was one of our best shows, I think, period. Yeah. That we've ever had. I mean, not, not a lot of the really, really high end stuff, but the variety was big. It was a really big showing, both on the spectator side and on the display side. The venue worked out really well. The weather was hot, but it was supposed to be raining. So we were really happy about that. Get a little rain <laughs> day of. And, but, that, and but it people, was timed right. People it was came, came, uh, correct. A lot of dress, a lot of, a lot a lot of people, people dressed, were dressed up. up. Yeah. Yeah, and Dodge really cool brought Dodge brought some awesome stuff, and Volkswagen had a presence. So, and once again, we're really always cool. expecting we go to a place like Detroit, and we expect it to be fifty percent Ford, Dodge, Chevy, and it just isn't. I mean, there's certainly some good domestic stuff, but yeah, they're still coming out with a lot of JDM you know, because yeah, Canada's right there. A lot there. of cool yeah, European right. stuff. Um, yeah, early Volkswagens, and yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool also that, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. We, we had this conversation ahead of the event. We're like, for sure, it's going to be half, you know, this, Dodge this, Vipers this will be the biggest, uh, Fox There body was a lot of Vipers. Bodies, there were, but yeah. I mean, it, there, I think everything that came out that was American for the most part, you know, you have your kind of your beaters that come out and that's fine. But there was a lot of quality though, right? Like, I mean, all the Vipers are super nice and like the Fox bodies were super nice. The freaking Dodge Acclaims that showed up or whatever, you know, all those weird obscure little like Omnis and shit were really dialed. So like, it was cool to see. And I think it's 
because they have to be right. Just like we talked about Philly. It's like anything that is, that is surviving now and is on the street and is actually regularly being used, like has to be well taken care of because they have salt on their roads. Right. So like if, if, if it's, if it's out there, it's probably something that people like treasure, you know, I saw a Dodge truck with like probably more, Open holes than actual well, body the one panel. that was parked in front of the 456 Ferrari. Yeah. And when the 456 rolled up, Art goes, wait, are you sure you want to park that thing right there? Like next to the Dodge? I'm like, dude, standard parking. Yep. Park. But I think people loved it though. Cause it was such a, you know, a yeah. Contract. This Dakota was just like, I have a video of it. The whole, like holes in the fenders, like the whole the bed is completely like, chewed away. So cancerous, everything. And I asked him, I said, uh, what are you, what are you going to do with that thing? You know, the owner He's like, I don't know. Like you should just keep it like that. It's it's kind of amazing at this point. It's taken on kind of a life of its own. But he said, coming down here on the highway, the whole bed or the the cabin is only held on by one bolt, and so the whole thing is like swaying over bumps and rickety. Oh my as gosh, he's like, I got to do something about that, dude. Right? How gnarly of you! You just fell like the whole <laughs> cabin. cabin just it just off. falls off the frame. Oh my god! I would love to watch that happen as much <laughs> as I don't actually yeah. want it to happen to anybody. Yeah, you're in this little pod. Yeah, sliding down the highway. Yeah, I mean, he he basically straight up said that it was kind of the end of the road. It's, it almost sounded like that was the last yeah. thing that he was going to do with it. I mean, he it. didn't know what else yep. he could do with it other than when he rolled up because I was asking me, "Are you?" standard of royalty i'm just like i know you're not royalty so and, and you know about that and, and and warren hinted at that a lot of people ask us what's the difference and you know the main difference is that if you show up in standard parking you just get funneled in you know wherever you end up there's no you don't have a choice we there's don't have no time to there's curate. no curation there's I mean, no, no way to try a little your bit. friend it's like you show up where you, you wherever you park you're gonna park right yeah whereas the royalty we have more time we we do curate we totally. can get creative a little more space around yeah. the cars we'll do what we can if there's like a you know a lull in the action and you want to move your car to your friends and we'll fill that spot or something but yeah for the most part we have 300 cars to park and we just don't have the the time to do it so um, I think the Ferrari guy was cool. He didn't, I don't think he minded. And which it, is a uh, uh, rare, like, you know, you, yeah. that, that's typically when you get the guy that's like, ah, you know, can you please park me over there? Move me over there. And I which loved he it. Didn't, but I mean, I took a video of that exact, for that exact reason. That was pretty great. Um, let's see. Vlad hooligan. He says, my next car is probably going to be an E30 BMW. I don't need a car to commute, so this will be my weekend ride for short family trips and spirited drives. What are your thoughts on the 318? I can get a cleaner example, but I'm thinking not enough juice and to go for the 325. Also, what are your thoughts on coupe versus four-door for a family of four? Two car seats, so two little ones. Um, Thoughts? I mean, I go 325 all day long and two doors look so much better than four door E30s in my opinion. I agree. So it's kind of tough. Um, rear doors are also pretty small on the sedans. They're not really small because the car is the exact same size. It just has two small doors as opposed to two big doors. So your rear seat room isn't changed with a four door, which is already very tiny as it is. Yeah, <laughs> the rear seat really room small, is yeah. so I'd almost, I think, I think his kids are old enough to crawl on the back and and probably get in. Oh, really? I'm thinking, I don't know. I met him in Jersey, and I think he has an M5 and E39. I believe that's what he has. Um, he also liked the big donk wheels on Andrew's Pantera, which man, man knows puntos for that. Wow, seriously, but he's a nice guy. <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, I would go with like a I go with something like Warren has myself. Yeah, or a yeah. convertible would be really cool. That's yeah, that's even better be for great. kids. Yeah, good yeah. value too. Yeah, because uh, absolutely not on a 318i. Like they're, I mean, it's way way underpowered for that car. I mean, it's basically a BMW 2002 motor with a fuel injection system. You know, so um, totally against that. Right. It's nothing special. It's the old M10. Uh, I would definitely, you know, if. In theory, if you needed to go with a 318, the IS is the one to get, but that's probably going to be more than a 325 at this point, so you're not going to get that. Um, but, I mean, yeah, any 325i, it doesn't have to be an IS. Um, could even go E and chip it, you know. Uh, yeah, an E chip is not bad. Yeah, it's a torquey little motor. I mean, it sounds like an M20, which is better. Um, so, yeah, I think I agree with that. What do you think, Clark? You ever dabble in E30s, Clark? I briefly had an E30. Um, when I lived in Connecticut, my next door neighbor, two, 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 I guess two, two doors up had it. It was beautiful. It was in rust free, pristine condition and he got sideswiped by a semi. Ooh. And I bought it from him for like 500 bucks with the thinking I would put a new door on and deal with it. But it, the, the B pillar was also a little tweaked and it became more of a thing that I want to deal with. So I sold it for 500 bucks to some other kid. And that's the extent of it. I drove and around the neighborhood a little being bit. Sold to this day yeah. for five hundred bucks. I'm sure it is, <laughs> but it was in such nice condition, oh, with the exception of this giant gouge on the side. Ah, oh, sad. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am a weirdo. I do kind of like the four door look. I've mentioned it before. But Probably uh, like roof racks too. Yeah, I just like the centipede look. You know, kind of more uh, parts to articulate and. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> More upright and human sentai pad. Yeah, I would go convertible over the four door. I would say. Oh, for sure. I, I actually, too. yeah, I, I love convertibles. Convertible would be good for uh, kids getting in and out too. Yeah, yeah. very much so. And yeah. Vlad, how come your profile picture is of your hairline? I don't understand this. <laughs> Maybe he's a barber. Uh, Daunt three twenty says, "What's each host's dream Radwood build with their respective child or children?" Call it a seven to ten thousand dollar budget, and let's say it's going to be their first car. So, so you're saying a build, build it, for your kid for my kid who's three years old, or maybe with your kid when they're older? Yeah, yeah, I think it would be with your kid, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd interpret it that way. With yeah. your kid for your kid, with yeah. their respective children. Um, but I guess you're choosing it for your kid to drive. Yeah. Um, double or I would do C one twenty six. Oh, that's a good choice. Uh. 500 or 560 SEC Mercedes, especially, you know, a big tank. At least uh, I know it's not so safe from the side. <laughs> I mean, it is a, you know, yeah. coupe, but Amelia really likes that car. I mean, I had one and she, that was her favorite car that I've owned. She always wanted to be in it and yeah. climbed around in it and shit. Um, I mean, it's not, you know, I, I think it's a good car to, to learn how to drive in. I mean, it, it's got big dimensions, automatic, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff going for it. Yeah. Good cruiser. You get the right friends in the back. See, when you say cruiser, my mind goes land cruiser. Land cruiser, up high, eh? Yeah. Or a Volvo wagon, 740 turbo wagon. Hmm. Would be nice. Yeah. I was thinking um, 80s Range Rover uh, because then they get practice wrenching. I'm like, <laughs> a lot, again, a lot again, of practice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nonstop. There's one right now for sale in San Francisco. It's a two door, a Euro one. Have you seen that? Oh, it's a green one. Yeah, no. Dude, it looks really nice. Those are so good looking, the yeah. two doors. They're the best. Uh, Marvin just bought one. Not a two door, but a, a Range Rover classic. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Just paid very little for it, but it's not super awesome. Imagine that. Um, you paid little for it. <laughs> the other thing, too, with the Range Rover is that they would immediately uh, wouldn't be able to leave town. 
because they just wouldn't make it. Or they couldn't afford to fuel it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Weird. Both. Eight miles to the gallon or something? Um, my, my first choice would be like, I, I always go to like rabbit convertible. I have two girls, but that's like really unsafe. So, um, but screw it. I'm going to go with rabbit convertible. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just for around town, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then borrow your Cause no one ever gets hurt driving around town. No. <laughs> uh, so Jamie's one and only wreck, my wife, knock on wood. Uh, she had the, uh, Second generation Cabrio Mark III Golf. You know, uh-huh. I get my drift. Yeah, yeah. That was her first car, uh, cab. And, uh, she got T-boned in, uh, intersection. Uh, someone blew a stop sign. Luckily it was the opposite side of the car and basically like totaled it within like six months of ownership. And it was not her fault. But yeah, but, uh, Bummer. luckily it was the opposite side again. I don't and know she what lived. happened. Yeah, she was fine. Yeah. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Yeti Overland says, they say never meet your heroes. Why shouldn't I meet Lane Skelton? <laughs> Hashtag Jet Spiders Skis. <laughs> jet Spiders Skis. Uh, um, what do you say to this, you Lane? Shouldn't. You shouldn't. Wait, you might wait until he gets over his cold. That will never happen, so he is not going <laughs> to <Yeah. laughs> trans- uh, It's It just becomes a different cold. It's like that $500 yeah, exactly. BMW. It just, just goes, turns into a different season. It's a different yeah. type of cold, yeah. Yeah, Forever. Eddie Everland says, I do love me a good old cough. Your yeah. voice is better. Oh, it's your boy. Yeah, dude. A little bit. Finally. But then I'm going to go to Boston. I'm going to talk forever, and then I'm going to lose my voice again. There you go. Yeah, it's true. Um, Yeti also says, is Gorgonzola to blue cheese as Lexus is to Toyota? I'd use the Nissan Infinity analogy, but didn't want to offend the cheeses. <laughs> I don't know, Yeti. This is getting all too real for us right now. <laughs> I'm not a big blue cheese fan, so I may not be the person to talk to. Blue uh, cheese, I'm not caramelized either. onions, burger. Uh, it's okay. No, I'm not it's into not it. Choice. I'm into I'm it on fan. really anything. Really? I love blue cheese. Yeah. Okay. That's, I think that's kind of how it goes. You're and either into it on everything yeah. or you, has to be really good. Mm-hmm. It's always Fuck really it good. On some crackers. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about, um, M technique, uh, body kits. Like you either love them or you hate them. I've noticed. Um, yeah. I'm a huge fan. Someone pointed out the one at Morning Motors to me and said, Oh, did you see that E30? Oh, it was Ruben. And he goes, uh, I don't like the M tech, but it's a pretty nice one. <laughs> exactly. And that was who I spoke with after. And that's what uh, reminded me of it is like, it's either you're on board or not. No, no, because I don't like it a lot of times, like on cabs. I'm not a huge fan, but I like that one. Okay. So on the sedan, it's okay. That one looked good, dude. It looked killer. I love that thing. Yeah. Um, Matt's beers says, you guys are seriously getting huge and car manufacturers are noticing. <laughs> Each one of you has been given a press car for a year, but it has to be a 2020 model and it is your only car for a year. What do each of you choose? Uh, wide body charger. Whoa, that's crazy, dude. Threw it down so fast, dude. $100,000 price limit. Oh, that's disappointing. <coughs> that changes a lot. It does. That blew my answer. What was going to be your What was answer? your answer? New NSX. Mm. That's pretty so good. Wait, you can, oh, because it's 120? Dude, 140. You don't have kids, so you're, you're just <laughs> yeah, you a two-seater yeah. for sure, but you can get away without a backseat yeah. for a whole year. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have no four-seat cars. <laughs> I have like 14 two-seat cars. That's right. Holy shit. You have an S2000. NSX. NSX. S600. S600. S800. <laughs> a bunch of mini trucks. 15 and some scooters, yeah. yeah, a bunch of, yeah. 
Oh, that's amazing. Um, have you ever owned a big car? Yeah, my first car. Um, I had a 1955 Ford Custom Line. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Four-door. You're getting out of line here, by I the know. way, Warren. This is I'm all just, Sunday talk, by the way. I'm just kind of getting a, you know, a little, a little taste. I'm wetting the palate yeah. or whatever. Right, I don't tell you anything else about it. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay. Uh, so I'm going wide-body uh, scat pack. Wow, that's crazy. I don't crazy. need a Hellcat. I don't need a brake traction. I mean, I have a hard time not picking a base Carrera. That'd be nice. Yeah. I can't really think of what else. You I don't get. miss the four doors, uh, four door GTI angle. No, I I miss having it a little bit, but I could totally get away with it, dude. Yeah, I've had the not just the nine forty four for like five, think six months now. Up that car would be after a year with you. Holy shit! No, I keep it clean. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I keep my rims clean. Uh, yeah, I think I'd have to go with a base Carrera. I mean, yeah, he'd just paint the bumper gray, the front bumper, and then yeah, sticker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a good choice. I mean, hard to beat that. Unless you have a wide body charger. What? <laughs> Jeez. Do You're we, like all in, dude. Do make what is that lane? Is that, that? a nine, know. is that 98,500? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Right under there. Yeah. Do they make a scat pack wide body <laughs> manual? I don't think they do in lane scat pack. Scat I want to say they don't. Scat, the, scat, scat. I want to say they don't in the charger, but they do in the challenger. Really? I can't even picture what that shifter looks like. I'm looking it up right now. You guys keep answering. It's probably like an accordion thing with like no. a with a big old like uh, hearse eight ball handle. on it. Oh, I thought like the hearse. Like, yeah, it's like a hearse, like oh the pistol grip. <laughs> yeah. What would you do, Art? I don't know. I'm thinking. Um, cause my mind went to, uh, the new M8, but that's way over a hundred grand. Dude, those aren't even that cool either. I like they're mad. They're, they're not like a, though. I'm texting cool. Jason Camisa right now. And if he doesn't answer, he's For manual? a fucking loser. Yeah. I just, it's like a good all arounder. I think it'd be pretty rad. It has a lot of presence. Have you like, I haven't driven one. I know. Have you like read about them though? Not enough. Hmm. I mean, they're kind I don't know. That's in this. It's over the budget though, so that's out of the question. Anyways, I'm trying to think of something else. Well, I might, I might go for the uh, Subaru STI. It's got four doors. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of fast. Oh, that new Type RA or yeah, what is it? That yeah, one. yeah, yeah. yeah just get the fifty thousand dollar. Yeah, right. Yeah, STI. Yeah. one you can. Yeah. I think it would bad. be pretty useful. You could drive it, you know, drive it up to Tahoe. You could, mm-hmm. yeah. It's how much, be, how much is a C63? I feel like you're leaving a lot on the table though. You're leaving 50K on the table. I am leaving 50K. But I don't, everything, it's either kind of like in the mid hundred something. Yeah. Or it's kind of just something I just have fun every day. Cause you kind of have to go like full luxury to yeah. reach that hundred mark unless you're going with like, you could go like a Jaguar F type or something I guess like that. I, I don't really like, I, I, hmm. I don't really like the, I guess the, the F-type lifestyle. I don't like what it represents about me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not quite old enough, I don't right. think. Yeah, I got you. So the um, C63S um, is... Well, crap. This is the sedan. The sedan starts at 70 grand. That All right, you can get a new Corvette. You're a Corvette guy. Oh, that's right. I don't right. want a Corvette, man. Yeah, that's a good call. So C63S sedan is 73.7. Do you think the coupe is that much more? No. Um, Jason Camisa says, Hello, dear listeners. Um... <laughs> They, he does not believe they make a wide body manual. Ooh, you're stuck with that ZF, eh? Yeah. Eight speed? It's yeah. a good trade. It's fine. It's fine. I wish it was an SS competitor, though. Be nice. How much is the cheapest AMG GT? Is that under 100 no. or is that? No. One, I feel like they're like 120. Base okay. And you're probably at 150 with just, you breathe on it. Right. 
And they go, that'll be 150, please. Um, that is a good choice, though. Rad car. That's a, that's a good, tough question. 100K. Cause you do want to maximize your budget. Yeah, yeah. So you're at that. Yeah, I'm definitely right. maxing it out, dude. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm right. down, I mean, I am what down with the uh, C63 S is a really good the coupe. I like that car a lot. I yeah. mean, I think that would be a lot of fun. Top of the line Cayman. What does that run? Yeah, about that. How much is a GT4? Ooh, those are over 100. You might be able to sneak into a new GT4. Hmm. I I I think as like a car that I keep for a year, I'd want to have rear seats. That's just why. In case. I, that's why I'm not 11. Just in case, yeah. All right, next question. Okay, I was just seeing if Jason would answer that because I uh, I sent him the question. So we'll we see if he comes to, back. Lexus. Wait, I thought he just answered. No, no, no. I want to I want to know what he would pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, he says it better not be a C8. So don't get a Corvette. Oh, so that uh, hey, that's a sneak peek because uh, he was on the um, what, what do they call it? Run track like best driver, best year. sports car. Yeah, excellent. and he drove that on the street and track. And well, he basically he's just saying it, it. It doesn't have a manual either. He doesn't. He, well, he's embargoed right now, so he can't say shit. That's why Lane's saying, like, yeah. "Hey, that's something," because no yeah. one's been able to say anything. Yeah. Yep. Well, and yeah. Um. He says, I've driven it, but I can't tell you about that. So that this is not a lack of endorsement for the C8, merely the fact it has no <laughs> manual. Yeah. Uh, Dang, yeah. Everything funny. that I, I'm right there with you, uh, dude. It's like a lot of the shit that I want is over a hundred grand. Like, and you like, I mean, everything else is like, it seems like, I don't know, too like attainable or too like, I don't know. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. But I yeah. feel like there's something we're. For, I'm just also annoyed that you picked my choice because that's definitely a good one. But I wanted to have my own creative answer. You know what I mean? Oh, another one that might be interesting is the new Defender. Oh, Dude, yeah. that's a good. That's call. a great call. It's not that expensive compared to a hundred grand. It's still yeah. you're still leaving money on the table, but yeah. it's a really. It seems like a really nice like vehicle sixty to have. grand or something. Yeah. Would you go two door or four door? I would do two door. Nice. And I do the steel wheels. Yeah, so me too. I'm here. That's yeah. my pick. I mean, in reality, you could go. New Land Cruiser, $85,000. That'd be a great, great daily day, for daily, year. Daily, like, awesome. year. Do everything. Yeah. Don't have to think yeah, about it. Yeah, but it's so, it blends in so much. Yeah, yeah it's fairly, I know, I know. fairly normal. But Defender. I saw one the other day, a brand new Land Cruiser, like someone dropping off kids in my school in one. Yeah. They're very unassuming, you know? It's oh, just for like, sure. like yeah. when I, when it was behind me, I'm like, that's a huge, it, they're giant too. They're really wide, yeah. They're, they're massive, dude. Yeah. I'm like, wow, she really needs that thing. Like, oh, they're fucking huge. It's crazy. So is every full size SUV. But to see it in, like, amongst, like, it was parked right behind my wife's Subaru. I dropped my kids off in that. It was like gnarly how much bigger that thing you can, is. Like, you know? in it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I bet interior sure. space is like for, like, passengers and stuff is pretty close yeah like it's just kind of a ridiculous proposition for a they're pretty nice I, yeah, yeah sure they're pretty yeah, yeah. nice i've driven a brand brand new one but i drove the previous model nice nice ride i wouldn't spend eighty five thousand dollars on one but uh heel and toe apparel.com forward slash dwa check it out They've got some really, really cool socks now by Stripe Design, the shift pattern. Uh, you, they also have really cool T-shirts, cozy sweaters, 
hats. Uh, go to that link. You get 20% off your purchase. And on the rally, what about those shirts, uh, Brian? I mean, do we even need to talk about it anymore, how soft these things are? We love them. I mean, you know, we really upped our game a few times ago, and we uh, we got heel and toe on board, and, and all the rally participants love it. They were pretty damn nice, and uh, everyone got the socks, too, the Stripe Design socks, uh, which are always great to have on the rally. But, yeah, those shirts, cozy as ice. I actually wanted to sleep in it on a nightly basis like you, but um, I want to shower, and I don't like wearing the same shirts. So. Ah, Bah. <laughs> heel and toe, you don't even need to shower. Again, that's heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash UBA. Rad23 Racer says, armed with the knowledge that there are plenty of driving while awesome faithful to sell it out, where's the first non-U.S. rally? And Nürburgring has been done. Had to take that away. Take away the low-hanging fruit? Wait, there's been a rally on the Nurburgring? Oh, he's just saying like you can't choose that because it would be uh, too easy or something. I mean, that's but that wouldn't be a rally. That would be. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess you could rally. Okay. Yeah, first non-U.S. rally. I mean, does British Columbia count? That's very feasible. Yeah, that is non-U.S. I yeah. guess it does count. Mexico is very doable too. Yeah, Mexico. We've talked about that. Yeah. How about Japan? Japan yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. that would be amazing. So hard. That's a pain no, in the ass for us. Well, just the travel. Once you get there, the, the roads are worth it. Well, They're amazing. Well, no, no, I, I, like, I don't. Our community, though, that's the problem. Oh, is like well, we want our people. Well, to no, know. you're not. I wouldn't talk about like <laughs> no. Just assuming it'll sell out. But yeah. Japan, yeah. I, I'm not going to argue with the road quality and uh, and variety and all that. But what what is the like culture of driving kind of all sorts of crazy cars? A bunch of guys going up and kind of rallying for three days like is that something that would be accepted would people be like yelled at every chance they stopped would they be applauded like in italy like where they, they love i think it would be a, a huge spectacle everywhere you went people would be stoked as long as you're not storming like by people's houses or sure. you're doing shit like that so but, you can't art can't yeah. come that's yeah. the first rule i think no, as long well, as you're you respectful need me, need me. I, I i will be your interpreter but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no road respect I, ambassador <laughs> yeah well the thing is um there are stuff like this already happens, just not at the same volume that we do it. So like we, if we have 80 cars, which is like, you know, the typical number we run with, um, it would be interesting, but I don't know. There was some guy last time I was there handing out flyers for his rally. There was a Tokyo to Osaka, I think rally. And I don't know what the rally was. I can't remember, but he was hyping. It was going to be pretty big. Yeah. So. There's a, um, so I've seen like, um, Kind of like a California melee style rally like that. Really, really, I mean, high end, high dollar cars, uh, that starts in uh, Odaiba, uh, mm-hmm. from like the center. There's that island in the Tokyo Bay there. And, uh, I, w- I went to the start of it and it must have been like around 80 to 100 cars. But based on what I saw, I was imagining it like as like a total just kind of tour, as they call it, like a cruise, you know. And I mean, not that that's a bad thing, but, um, you know, we, we're, we're out there in, in more faster, more kind of modern, if you will, in quotation car, like performance cars, I think relative to that. So, um, but to answer Warren's question is I don't think it would be too problematic. I mean, yeah. Cause once you get out of the city, it's like, it's very rural, like, um, just like here, you know, like yeah. I mean, you have little towns here and they're kind of sprinkled about, but. And the terrain keeps you kind of slow because the roads are the roads tight. are tight and small, so you're not doing yeah. not huge you know, miles sweeping an hour through like sweepers. Hundred hundred miles between points where you're not seeing anybody. It's kind of you're tight, right? Yeah, I mean it's all tight. Yeah, no grand 
dragon tail. I like it. Let's go to Japan. Japan's fucking awesome. I'm in. It'd be really good. I'm totally So I missed that. Doesn't when you said that he was basically assuming that it would sell out. Yeah. 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 We'd get people out there. Where would you go? Non US. Yeah. I think Canada and Mexico are the, that's really the low hanging fruit. Yeah. And then if you were to push us further, um, I was talking to Ruben. I still don't think Japan would be high on the list just because of the, it's expensive and hard to do. But it's, it's, uh, it's happening. Like South America would be pretty high. (laughs) How about Australia? I think the road I have to do more research, I've but I feel like isn't the police network or isn't it really hard? Like a lot of cameras, a lot of lot consequences for driving fast and stuff. I was just picturing like wallabies and dirt roads. Oh, and yeah. The like wallabies are like cheering you on. Ooh, New Zealand. New Zealand's a good one. You could dirt. do like, you could do the stage rally, but a lot yeah. of like the same dirt. exact roads. New Zealand would be epic. You would need a, you would need a, yeah. a Subaru Impreza or something. Like yeah. Dirt, dirt, dirt. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, we can take yeah. Clark's STI. Yeah, we can take Clark's That'd STI. That'd be great, yeah. <laughs> In 2020. So uh, Jason Gumis has answered this $100,000 uh, press car question. Lotus Evora GT with the titanium exhaust, he says, which might be over 100K MSRP, but they're giving discounts on them, so there's that. These technicalities. And he says, uh, v- Camry V6 and all, one of the best-sounding cars I've ever heard. He says, if that doesn't sneak under 100K, then he says, Hyundai Veloster N. With He's the performance, oh wow, thirty thousand dollars. People, are, people are liking that car. Yeah, dude, that's pretty big. And he also says that he wants to come on the show to talk about the C8 when he's sweet. Oh, able. yeah, I'd love to have him on. He says name the day, so we'll have Jason on at some point soon. Uh, real quick about the rallies. Um, Ruben is very serious about us doing something in Switzerland. I but know. again, this is the issue I, that we I in this theoretical him. world where everybody would come. So. What's um, weird about that is Ruben <coughs> did past masters and they basically organized a, it's like DWA, even higher end, um, cool cars. I think there was an F40 on it. And what else was there? Something else cool, like a 959 or. I don't know. Was there? I mean, I remember a lot of, look kind something. of, a lot of normal stuff though, like yeah. 944s and. Yeah, no, there's 968s and. It was yeah. like, there was a couple like kind of hmm. crazy cars that came yeah, out. Yeah. But, um, and they did basically went back and forth over the Alps and they stayed at one central hotel, which is like a really beautiful Alpine, you know, spot. Um, and it sounded great. Then I talked to my friends who were staying with us from Germany and they're German. They live in Berlin and it was when we were pre-running. So I was telling them what, what we were up to and, and they were like, how do you get away with it? You know, how do you like do this up in these on the roads? Like, aren't the cops all over? And I go, oh, no, they're not that, it's not that bad. He says, oh, you could never do that in Germany. Interesting. You just get reamed. Yeah. I, so it's uh, a little conflicting. So the other thing I've heard too is that Italy, you have all those passes, you have the Alps. And they love cars. And they love cars and cops don't give a shit and they usually encourage you, especially if you talk to them in advance and yeah. kind of line all that up and it's right there. I mean, you can, right. Yeah. In terms of, you so know, maybe you start in Switzerland and take it easy and then you, yeah, rally something like that. What about Slovenia? What about Bosnia, Herzegovina? Yeah, you, uh, Montenegro. Thank- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm just throwing out names now. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Bad Rabbit Habit says, "How sketchy, awesome is it to drive a K truck in American traffic?" Bonus round: Can you get the ones brought over as not a road car registered farm? And oh, like for farm and truck, uh, like you see on college campuses. Oh, right. Um, I've seen those on Craigslist. They're always like, you know, basically industrial. For off-road know. use only. Or yeah. Something. So how sketchy is it? It's not in traffic. 
it's it's not that sketchy because traffic's not really going that fast, I would say. Like, if you're up on the highway and there's not that much traffic and people are blowing past you, that's when it gets more sketchy. Yeah. But you take it up the coast on a 55-mile-an-hour yeah. road. Yeah, it cruises up one, no problem. I've taken it to Sonoma a couple times. I take it to Laguna, you know, every six, five, six weeks. Yeah. I've taken it up to eight. I actually, I drove one from L.A. up to up to Santa Cruz oh, God. and it wasn't so much sketchy as was just really long and kind of boring on the 101. Yeah, I bet. Cause um, you can't, I mean, th- that thing's maxed out what, like at 65 or something. Yeah. So I was kind of, it felt pretty buzzy at 65 and I was cruising at 65 and everybody else was wanting to go faster. And I mean, I, w- I don't think it's sketchy so much. It's just, it gets annoying. Yeah. 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 Well, it seems like, uh, I mean, driving position alone and just all that stuff. Because you were saying one of the cars, was it the Mazda that's really tight? Yeah, the Mazda. barely fit in it. I, I wouldn't drive the, I don't really drive the Mazda much at all because it's, I, it's, it's that uncomfortable to drive around if you drive get it out it. of. You, anytime you want to <laughs> yeah, come over, you should I know. Out. That's the red one, right? It's the red one. That's yeah, a great looking little truck. But, it's one of the better looking ones. But I remember the shifter. Oh yeah, my God, it, was it was like almost unusable. You could yeah. tell where anything was. No. It's both super sloppy and like third gear is like up under your knee. Yeah. Fourth gear is like in your, in your leg. Yeah. And, and then, the Honda was like an NSX. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally different. Yeah. Pedal commute says, Hey Clark, if you could design the next hot car for Honda, would you do a K truck or the next coming of the city turbo with an updated moto Ooh, combo? That's, a, good no, idea. that's yeah. a really hard question. I mean, I feel like I'd have to go city turbo with the moto combo because it's, kind of a two for one mm-hmm. yeah. and to do like a wide, bo- wide body rally one as a like tribute to the, the period one would be pretty amazing. But in terms of impact, I feel like the, the K truck would probably make more of a difference on people's lives. So that would be, uh, yeah, be a fun design challenge as well. Right. Um, the thing I would also like to do, like the third, the third thing would be a, um, a little convertible based on the new electric platform. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Honda's electric mm-hmm. platform? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one that they started selling in, in Europe and maybe Japan? Yeah. Well, that's the one that they have that concept uh, little... Oh, CV. is that that little CVCC or whatever yeah, thing? Yeah, the the, I don't remember what The hatchback called. thing? Yeah. yeah, the little hatchback thing. So you're saying that it's going to make a big impact or could make a big impact because that's pretty much all the truck most people need <laughs> and it's easy to park, you know, get around and throw shit in and transport stuff in and all that. Yeah. And globally there's kind of three tiers of truck. There's K trucks that get used in Japan first and then resold when they're used up in Japan, but perfectly good for everybody else. And they go to Africa, they go to South America. Um, they come to my garage. Um, yeah. then there's the sort of like Hilux global fleet of vehicles. And then there's the F one fifty sort of fleet of American vehicles. Yep. And, um, I think that, that K trucks have a really great, place in in the world that we don't get in the united states and so yeah, i think it makes a lot i think of it's kind of like what art said it's most truck that you know many people well, yeah, it's a pr- it's a practical thing where a city yeah. turbo is i mean it'd be rad yeah right? it's super cool but it's, it's like so cool by the way it would be a passion buy yeah as opposed to like where the city turbo you could see that fitting into a lot of People's lifestyles and, yeah. and just utilitarian yeah. versus uh, yeah you can see you know, cities using them truck 
Oh, right. Yeah. Like just for parks and rec and, yeah, yeah. and everything in between. Yeah. Even like, uh, contractors could use them. Like, why not, dude? Yeah. Like, what is the, like, yeah, the weight, um, what is it? Limitations on that for 350 kilograms. Okay. That's like pretty good. Sticker on the back of all of them. At least, that's really good. At least the eighties ones that, you know, we can, nineties ones we can import. That's like a thousand pounds, right? A little less than, yeah. Yeah. But pretty close. That's really good. I mean, dude, that's, that's uh, so much. That's probably more than, uh, Wham's uh, Mighty Max. How dare you? <laughs> what? Half ton? Or well, that's a half ton, yeah. Yeah, well, he's right around there then. Man, the bed takes about a cubic yard of mulch or, you know, compost or something like that. I yeah. do go to the garden store and have them put one scoop with the scooper truck into the back and yeah. cruise up the hill. So easy to load stuff into that low height. Yeah. And all the four, all, all three sides fold down or come off. Oh, so yeah. good. And they're all, uh, most of them are all wheel drive too, right? So they're are, very yeah. maneuverable. They're really small. You can get them in everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, a picture. I don't know if I showed it to you before. I might have posted it in our feed years ago, but I was in like, Ginza of all places in Tokyo, which is kind of like an upscale area of Tokyo. Of all places. And, and, of all uh, places for- well, of all places to see this, uh, where you normally see, you know, Nissan presidents and all this kind of shit. There is a little, um, Honda, you know, uh, K truck and it had a motor, like a, it was a, I want to say it was like an R6 or something, like a hmm. Honda motorcycle in the back and Honda motorcycle. Did you hear that? Uh, but it's like, I want to say it was like almost like a articulating kind of platform that would drop out the back. And oh, I was yeah. just laughing because, I mean, the, the motors is, and the motorcycle is as big as the one in the truck that's pulling it. And it's just this whole scene. It's like the truck is almost the same size as the, as the bike too. Well, that's a cool scene. Yeah. Really. So it had a Yamaha motorcycle on the back. It had a Yamaha. Yeah. It had a Yamaha oh, motorcycle on the back. R6. But, uh, I think it was an R6. Yeah. Um, you said Honda. I know that's why I was laughing. I'm like Honda motorcycle. Um, but, uh, because it is not Honda ours. would be a 600 CBR. That's right. Double R. That, that's a thing. <laughs> uh, that's a podcast. Clark, you're done. That's it. All right. But you got to stay till Sunday edition. Okay. So yeah, camp out, camp out. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see some of you in Boston in a few days. Should be quite interesting. And, yep. uh, otherwise we'll catch you on the Sunday edition. All right. Later. See you. patreon.com forward slash driving wall awesome go check us out on patreon and become a patron of our podcast where you can get exclusive weekly podcasts from us that average around 25 to 45 minutes we have about 55 of them up on there and we do them every week uh we also give you discounts on rallies also first chance to get on the rallies which uh this last one or this upcoming rally sold out within nine hours and it's a, it en- ended up being a patron only rally. Uh, yeah. And we give you uh, sticker packs and some other stuff. So go join us. Patreon.com forward slash driving wall. Awesome. Thanks. We really appreciate it.